Hi, I'm Ashley Atwood with Sunshine Hill Properties, and I've helped over 70 hopeful homeowners build their bridge from renting to home ownership. Now I'm here to give you the tools you need to achieve your dream of becoming a homeowner. This is the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to How to Be a Homeowner. I am your host, Ashley Atwood, and we are sponsored by Sunshine Hill Properties. And today I have Miss Bethany Alcorn. She's the co-owner of Primerica Financial Services. So we're going to have an episode all around saving your money, avoiding bad debt, um, and just getting ready financially to be able to buy our house. So welcome, Bethany. Thank you so much for having yeah, me today. Thank you for coming because uh, I live pretty far out in Phoenix. Guys, so everybody <laughs> that's come out to say hi, I really appreciate them making the drive. Yes, um, of course. And, and and talking to all of you yes, of um, about your needs as, as a homeowner. Yes. So, um, Bethany, why don't you go ahead and tell us um, your background. Give us a little bio. Okay. Well, thanks for having me today. We're excited to talk to you guys today about purchasing a home and getting on track. Uh, A little bit about our background. My husband's had a background in real estate. Um, He is a local financial advisor. And he also, we do mortgages in our firm and uh, prepare people to uh, get a budget get on track um, with their debt um, and their financial planning to purchase a home. And so it's one of the services that we offer. He's been a long-term Arizona realtor uh, and loan officer, and we uh, have a financial firm here in Phoenix. I have a background in finance, so I've been a a chief financial officer, CFO for many years. I've worked in construction management, corporate finance, uh, personal and corporate tax work. And so I'm the co-owner with him. We have a team of licensed financial advisors to help families. Um, and we help, we service, um, all over Phoenix and um, actually the whole United States and helping families uh, get a financial plan uh, for their family. Well, that's exciting that you work in more than just Phoenix because our listeners and viewers are um, not all (laughs) here in the Phoenix Valley area. So we're licensed in multiple states. Awesome. Yeah. So feel free. We'll, 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 you know, do the episode, but uh, you'll be able to reach out to Bethany and see if she can work in your area. If not, I know that she's got plenty of referrals in different areas that she may not be licensed in, but um, awesome. 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 Um, I love having such professional people with all this amazing experience to talk to you guys. Um, I like to start the podcast with your why, why did you choose financial planning? Why did you get into this line of work. Yeah, for sure. That's an easy one for me. So I actually had a background in in corporate finance and about eight years ago, I started learning personal finance. I actually um, came to Primerica and, and I, I sat down and I had a pretty big background in corporate finance and I thought, huh, these are some interesting financial concepts and <laughs> why don't I understand them all together? Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's really important. I thought these financial concepts are very important because if I don't fully understand all the financial, personal financial concepts, I really believed a lot of people didn't understand mm-hmm. these personal financial concepts. And so I had a finance degree and had really focused most of my career in corporate finance. Um, and I didn't learn a lot about personal finance. And um, I was really interested in helping 
not just my family, but all families get on track, get a, a financial game plan to start winning for their life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really passionate about uh, people getting a financial game plan to win for you at any at any level, wherever you're at. Um, I, I joke around a lot about financial planning can be like an elephant, but how do you eat an elephant? One bite mm -hmm. at a time. And so I'm very passionate about helping people. Um, we help anyone from se so someone that says, hey, I have no finances to be advised, right? Um, <laughs> all the way to someone who has a full financial plan already put together. And so I'm really, we're passionate about helping families get on track and live their best life um, that they can. I know that place of like, I have no finances right? to plan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was an actress for 10 years right? in Los Angeles. And if I had a meal the next day, I was like, hallelujah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I feel that pain very much. So yes. um, what would you say is your favorite part aside from like, you know, working with the people, but like, what's your favorite part of the process? Of the process? Um, when some, the favorite part of my favorite part of the process is when somebody really does. Um, uh, when I came here, I, I had all of the right things, but just didn't have a plan, a financial plan. So I had, you know, I, I had gotten my check and I had all of the components, but they weren't put together. So I had insurances going out. I had 401k money going out and I had, I was paying my bills, but when I, and then I had, I felt like I had five bucks left at the end of the mm -hmm. month, but I was doing everything I knew to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I sat down and actually got a plan together with goals and objectives, actually, what, what is my plan? Where am I going? What do I want to achieve? Was it to buy a new home? Is it to retire? <laughs> um, and a certain, retirement is not an age. It's a number, right? The amount of money you need to have saved so you don't have to work anymore. Mm -hmm. And so my favorite thing to do is just helping people get a goal and achieve it. And so, you know, when I paid off 19 debts in 12 months, and that was a huge, that's a first tiny little step goal, but it was a big goal. And I would have, if I just continued to pay my debt the way I was paying it, it would have taken me three or four years to pay the same debt that I paid off in less than 12 months. And so getting a plan of action together, and it was using the same exact money I was already spending, I took 19 bills down to two wow. in 12 months. And so that's my favorite thing, just having a goal, taking them down, little ones to big ones. So and um, what, when, when your clients reach those goals and yes. celebrate, it's, mm -hmm. that, that's the favorite part. I get, I hear that a lot. It's like, it's, we all love what we do, right? But it's comes down to the celebration with the client yes. at the end. Yes. That's usually been mm -hmm. the answer for everybody is like, um, that's their favorite part yes. is celebrating with the client yes. when they reach their goals or they've got um, what they set out for. So it's very exciting. Well, we're about to dive in. Uh, I know Bethany <laughs> has a lot of information to share with you. Um, we've worked together for, for quite a while now, so I'm excited to jump into that. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor and we'll be right back. For this break, I'm going to mention one of our incredible sponsors, HOA.com. Did y'all know that HOA actually stands for Homeowner Alliance? They're America's number one referral network for professionals that service homeowners. That means their entire existence is to pair quality service professionals that service your house 
with you as the homeowner. Go to HOA.com slash Ashley to find a service professional in your area. They serve the entire country from Austin to Denver to Phoenix to Tampa. You'll be able to find somebody in your area. Also, if you are a service professional and you want to partner with HOA.com, go to the same link, HOA.com slash Ashley and sign up today. I'm going to jump in because I know that there is tons of information to share and um, y'all are listeners are probably finding the similarities in the episodes. I like to kind of go chronological order. So uh, for your services, we need to start before we're shopping for a home. So let's talk about planning before we know we want to buy a home. It's a dream. It's a goal. Yeah. But before we go shopping, we need to talk to somebody like yourself. So um, what would that conversation be? How would that go? Yeah. Um, you know, if you um, just looking and saying, okay, you know, if you do you have a down payment for a home, what does your credit look like? And, um, you know, are, are you ready to purchase a home? And so um, if you have, if you're just starting, we just, when we work with a client, we say, let's, let's do what we call a financial needs analysis. And, as part of a financial needs analysis, we look at your income and we look at budget and debt. So we, we look at debt to income ratios and um, make sure that that our, we have a financial game plan that's going to win for your life. And so your house is uh, such a great thing in your life and we want it to be a great purchase in your life. And so preparing you you want to purchase a home you know some people come to us and they're ready some people come and they're like i know nothing about buying a home and so um we we usually sit down we do a complimentary financial game plan with everybody and our goal is to say let's get a budget where we know uh where our money is going Mm -hmm. we we you know if you're a dave ramsey fan he talks a lot about naming your dollars um budgeting to zero and uh, knowing where you put your hard-earned money every single month. And so uh, obviously in a perfect financial plan, we're going to work on keeping debt ratios that are good for you. Um, having a budget where you plan your dollars and you look at that budget every month. And so we, have a, we work on budgeting tips if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. And then savings plans, uh, having three buckets of savings money, emergency funds, um, short-term savings. And this is money where we save for the down payment of a house. And um, every single month as part of our budget. And then long-term savings. This is money for retirement and other long-term goals. And we, we believe you need a mix of all three of those buckets of money to have a solid financial foundation that's handling uh, the different needs that you have on a, any given month mm-hmm. in your life. And so we teach you to have savings as part of your budget every single month. And again, starting somewhere, even if it's 25 bucks a month at mm-hmm. how do I get started saving, working on my debt, getting out of debt, if we have a debt issue, mm-hmm. and then saving towards a down payment. We're going to identify what issues may be a barrier for you to purchase a home. And then uh, get a plan to take out those barriers, uh, whether it be improve your credit, um, prepare you for lending, get, eliminate some of the debt, and or and get savings in place mm-hmm. in order for you to 
prepare for lending. And so as part of that financial plan, we create a budget that helps you every month. And so budgeting is not a master. It's not, it's not a mastery skill. It's something you're going to work on for two, three, four months before you get a budget that's working for you. Mm -hmm. And so we teach you some of the tricks to getting a balanced budget. And we work with everything from if you're getting a major tax return, how do we adjust that to bring in a monthly budget that's going to include getting you on track to purchase that home um, to, you know, um, to, to all of the fundamental things you need to, hey, are we spending too much on little things? We can give you categories of how much money should I budget for a house? Mm-hmm. You know, you, we have mm-hmm. dreams and goals, but if that is way exceeding the income that's going to be good for you, um, and, it, you know, what should we be, what, where should we be putting our money? And yeah. so we'll help you create a budget that will, that will um, put the money in the right categories. I like that. A lot of what you're saying, Bethany, also ties into it'll fix your, your, your credit, right? Yes. So we are going to have a credit episode. I'm not sure when we're seeing this, if it's mm-hmm. aired yet or not, but um, we'll have somebody come on, talk about repairing your credit and fixing and maintaining your credit. But a lot of what you talk about paying, getting your debt paid off, budgeting mm-hmm. properly, managing your money as it comes along will also naturally keep mm-hmm. your credit healthy. It'll make increase your Mm -hmm. score, all of that kind of stuff. So everything kind of works together Mm -hmm. to get you ready to be mortgage ready, (laughs) as you said, because all of those things are going to be needed. We just taped our mortgage episode and a lot of it is how, how big of a risk are you for those mortgages? Like, let's make sure that we are as low risk as possible so that we're the easiest yes that they can give us. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I love that. Um, So let's go into, I know that this is what your main thing is, is, is budgeting, savings, debt pay down. Let's go into some of that. I I know we don't have (laughs) a lot of like a huge amounts of time, but let's kind of just move through the major touch points of all of that. Okay. So can, with debt, there's there's two things we want to do. Um, if First, I'll just talk about let's, let's work first on getting a balanced budget. So if we're negative for the month, um, what we do, and if even if we're not, what we need to do is balance our budget. So we, we <clears throat> separate our budget items into two separate categories. We're going to do a fixed category and a variable category. So With your debt items, there's fixed expenses that never change and they are fixed and you're going to need to pay them no matter what. So that's going to be your your rent or your home loan, right? Your utilities, they're a fixed cost in your house. Um, Any loans that you may have, um, a car loan or student loans loans Mm -hmm. that may be a fixed expense. So fixed loans are non-negotiable things that have to be paid every month. And then we have variable expenses. These are expenses that change. Um, These are, uh, we have to have, some part of our food budget is a fixed expense. There is, um, we have to feed our families. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people ask us, how much is a normal food budget? Because in food, this can range significantly Mm -hmm. (laughs) in somebody's budget. Mm -hmm. So there's some generalities, 200 to 250 a person with a max of like 10 to 15% of your total budget. Um, 
or obviously the more people you have, the less that is at play because it spreads between a lot of people. And so it comes down in the, the amount that you need. And so you're talking about like buying in bulkier items or something correct. like that brings yeah. down the cost per unit. The cost per unit. Dollars. Yeah. And ketchup goes yeah. over five people versus over one or two people. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's less. And so um, if you have a family of, of four though, on average four or five, it's often $800 a month for your grocery bill is not uncommon. And so, but that same, you might be able to spread that same $800 over five or six people. Uh, but you normally can't cut it much lower than four to 500 for two people. And so um, you'll note that it is, um, you might be able to spread that though five or six people that same $800. So um, two to 250 a person is an average. <clears throat> and um a food cost per person in your household. That's just an average. But there is a portion of that that's fixed and there's a portion you can control how much you eat out. People go, I'm not sure. But you can do a quick little calculation in your head. Well, do I pick up coffee every day? The average person spends over $900 a year on coffee and $1,100 a year in soft drinks. And so when you add those together, they're almost a couple hundred bucks a month in drinking. for a family and so there's little things that we can cut out by making coffee at home and uh, putting that into our grocery budget Mm -hmm. and so um i just say take the average that you spend eating out and the average number of times you would eat out in a week and then create a quick little budget of how much you spend eating out and then of course there's variables to that but if we need to cut we're going to cut in the variable section of the budget the cut, the fixed expenses um, are the fixed expenses. They are every month and they are consistent. And so we're going to start by creating a budget to zero. We're going to need to budget all of our money. And that means including the extra money going to savings somewhere, whether it is emergency funds, short-term or long-term savings. Um, If we create a budget that puts it somewhere and we know intentionally where it's going, you're going to get a financial plan that really starts working for your life. You're like, oh, I I intentionally put 500 to savings. It didn't just disappear. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you're going to see it start really working for you over time. If you're on the other end of that spectrum, it's negative. And we really have, we're going to be able to say, okay, what do we need to do to adjust What's going to fall below the line? What can we not pay until we get it stable so that we can improve things and and pay attention to that we're trying to qualify for a home? And so there are certain things that will affect your credit score. And so uh, there's other, there's also utilities. There's uh, Equif. I think it's the Equa facts or experience experience boost. boost. Yes, mm-hmm. they have a program where you can sign up for your utilities um, to affect your credit score. So if you pay your utilities on time every month, they'll report that positive paying um, of your utilities mm-hmm. every month to your credit to help boost your credit. It's free to do that too. Guys. It's free to FYI. do that and it can improve your credit score within a month or two mm-hmm. um, and really be helpful. And mm-hmm. so we'll look at the those things and say, we're going to work on balancing that budget every single month and what we can do to 
um, what we can do to cut costs. So there's sometimes we got to cut cable. We got to cut, we have sometimes subscriptions, mm -hmm. Apple, Hulu, music. Um, Those subscriptions can get away with you mm -hmm. because they're just automatically drafted out. You mm -hmm. kind of forget about them. And then all of a sudden you're spending one mm -hmm. or $200 a month, a month. in yeah. subscriptions that you're not even using, especially little apps mm -hmm. that you download on your phone. Mm -hmm. You use once and you forget you have it. Yeah. So um, I know time. I do that a yeah. lot. There's a um, lot of them. Yeah. I have several that I need to, that I always make, I need to make sure I cancel this because I don't mm -hmm. use it like I thought I would. Coffee like clubs. Oh my um, gosh. I yeah. One of those, but that sounds delicious. <laughs> and so um, there's these little things we look at, say, what do we need to do? And it, you won't get it the first time, but we'll work with you. So we have a team of professionals that will help you create a budget. We don't charge it all for any of the budget and debt solutions, but we're going to sit down and say, what can we do to cut this budget even? Mm -hmm. um, and if we don't know where the money is going, we'll pull the bank statements and find out where is it going? Because sometimes we just flat out don't know. Right. And um, yeah, I went through a class a couple of years ago. It was right before COVID hit. And I was always in major anxiety every year filing taxes mm -hmm. because I never knew how much money I spent at the end. Of, and I wouldn't know until mm -hmm. it was time to, to file my taxes mm -hmm. and I would be surprised. And so I took a class on how to break down my bank statements to just mm -hmm. track mm -hmm. where my money was going. And I was like so surprised at where I was spending all my money um, and just having that awareness mm -hmm. really brought a balance, ju not just to my bank account, but to my stress and anxiety levels yeah. as well. Because when you don't know, you can't control. Yeah. And when you're out of control, for me, it brings, <laughs> it brings, it brings some serious yeah. panic. <laughs> so that in itself, learning how to track where your money is yeah. going and just having that first thing is a big first step. It's hard. Yeah. It took me a while to figure it out, but um, it was very helpful. And then just, we, we really teach a system of some cash envelopes for variable expenses. There are variable expenses that you must have. Uh, birthday presents, holidays, you will buy Christmas presents. And you do need to have some kind of a $10 a month going there or whatever it is. Um, that will help you win so that you can start living a cash life instead of a credit life. And if we can reverse this in your life, um, we'll talk about this maybe in a future episode, but our goal in budgeting is to help you when we put savings as a budget item, our goal is to help get compound interest working for you and not against you. Okay. And so when you put money on credit cards, because we're living paycheck to credit card to paycheck in our budget, um, because we're not cutting even at the end of the month with our budgeting, we're spending and spending. Um, and it goes on a credit card. Oh, yeah, the birthday. Oh, yeah, the holiday. School is this month at school. Mm -hmm. And that's why we suggest, hey, you should take a quick look at your budget every month because every month it looks different. And um, just what are the things we know are going to happen this month and college expenses, back to school expenses this month, right? Um, whatever it is in your life that could be affected in the month of August um, that is going to be affected. If you take a look at it and you have these systematic funds that you are slowly but surely building, you'll have money that you can pull from to handle mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. And it does, it's not an overnight process. It takes time to build these things. But as you do, 
you can get away from using those credit cards that are charging you huge daily compounding interest. Mm -hmm. um, and you can get cash a cash life working for you and have money saving for the down payment of your home. And this cycle can reverse very quickly in your life by having a financial plan and a financial professional that works with you and for you. And there's no cost to that. And so a lot of people think, hey, um, there's a lot of cost to sitting with somebody and getting working through this process. And there's, there's just not, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but what is it, even if it did say it did cost you $10 a month to come mm -hmm. and make sure that you're on track. Is that really costing you when you think about your ability to flip mm -hmm. that? How much money? I know I spend a lot of money on credit card interest every mm -hmm. month mm -hmm. and I see that go away. I'm like, gosh, if I could just get this to go away, right. how much money I'd be able to save to buy my next house or, Correct. or whatever, mm -hmm. because it just goes to somebody else. Yes. Um, so how much are you really spending if you're spending it in the right place? So Correct. she's offering it free of charge, mm -hmm. but you have to also look at things like that like with your cost. Um, what is it? The opportunity cost. Correct. Um, so, yeah. so really think about how your, um, how that plan is actually helping you save money. Yeah. Um, even if it did cost you 10 bucks a month or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but free is like extra valuable. Yeah. Getting a budget that helps you with debt elimination and helps you understand how to live within the right debt to income ratios mm -hmm. is super important. And so a safe level of debt, um, it, debt to income ratio 15% or less is excellent, right? <laughs> Would be an excellent debt to income ratio. Let's, let's say what, what is a debt to income ratio? Let's define that for those that might not know. Yeah, the amount of debt that you have um, compared to your debt to income ratio is the percentage of your gross income that is consumed by your minimum required debt payments. So provides a good indication of how strong your financial condition is day to day. So based on your monthly gross income and your minimum required income, you want to, you want to just look at, Hey, how much are my payments to how much are my, in, mm -hmm. how much income do I have? And so <clears throat> you can divide your payments into your income and it'll tell you the percentage of, of debt to income ratio mm -hmm. that you have going on. And so we can do this for you in the click of a button, Yeah, but um, if you have, say, should I buy this car or not? Is this going to take me into an unsafe debt to income ratio? A quick, we can give you some quick little parameters that will tell you, you know, excellent debt to income ratio where you're feeling really good is 15% or less. Safe is like 16 to 20%. Uh, fair is 21 to 35%. You're going to start to feel like, mm -hmm. hey, Where's my um, money going? Where's my money going? Debt. I'm now living. We're gonna, you're going to start filling that paycheck to paycheck right there. Um, uh -oh. And then above that is taking you into a danger zone. And so um, as you hit a danger zone in a high debt to income race, ratio, you're no longer comfortable with the choices that you've made. And it's difficult on a month to month mm -hmm. basis and to get out of that cycle, to get well. out of that cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To make the payments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we talked about debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. um, I know that they use that all the time. Even when you're applying to buy a car, they're going to uh, use it when they're, when you're applying for houses, they're going to use it when you're applying for leases. Mm -hmm. So having that managed um, 
is is very important. Um, and I know just from my own life, it's, it's good for your health. too. (laughs) It's not just your financial health, but when you're feeling that stress of where half of your paycheck is going just to debt that you don't get to enjoy any of it because it's already spent, it starts to, you know, gnaw on you. Debt to income ratio. Now that we've got that defined, we kind of know what safe levels are. What, what's next? So once you have, you know, a balanced budget, you know, your debt to income ratios, and then, you know, we're just going to work with the lending process to make sure they're going to tell us from there, you know, what's most important. So not all of your debt, you don't have to be completely debt free in order to purchase a home. They're going to order priority for us in the lending. I will work with the mortgage, the mortgage lender to make sure that, that the lending, the debt management that we're doing is what needs to be paid off for the mortgage. And then um, from there, um, we're just going to work on building savings and your best life. And so we once we've got that balanced budget, it includes savings. We obviously then work on, we do an insurance review, make sure you're not overpaying on any of the insurances. You're properly protected and everything. Um, and then you're building your best life. You are now working towards the house of that you want. You've got a budget you know is going to work. Mm-hmm. And um, you feel good about the purchase price. Uh, you know the range that you can afford legitimately. So the industry recommends about 28%, um, 25 28% up to up to 30, some people say, about 28% of your income to your house payment. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good rule of thumb to stay within uh, for a house payment in your budget. And uh, 25 to 30% with uh, for house payments. And so, yeah, um, let me just address that too, because house prices, especially in Phoenix, have gone up considerably. Yeah. So yeah. incomes have not necessarily yeah. uh, gone up as fast as these home prices are. So what are some things that we can do to kind of balance that? Um, and and I'm kind of leaning towards your down payment savings because, yeah. you know, st- stuff like that. As we work on that cash life versus credit life um, strategies, we've done things in the Phoenix market, like just eliminating car payments, <laughs> um, working on continuing to save and um, eliminating having two full car payments in a house and just having one um, and cycling when we pay that off the money we would be spending in a car payment to savings so that we can purchase a car and have one car payment instead of two. We've done a lot of strategies with people um, to work on how do how can we afford um, additional housing prices in our budgets every single month. And mm-hmm. so um, we do a lot of um, just tracking on our spending, you know, ways to eliminate basic things and still live a a good life and increase our house payments just a little bit. Um, You know, easy, easy things. You can always just change some of your habits. Um, It's the daily habits that get us the most, you know, the habit of shopping Mm -hmm. all the time and um, how we shop. So those little habits, um, those can be a couple hundred, three, four hundred or more a month eating out, um, 
daily shopping habits. So, you know, depending on what your goals are, becoming aware in that budget of where your money is going is going to be the biggest factor mm -hmm. to changing where we want it to go and really being able to say, this is what I want. And I'm willing to make these adjustments to get, you know, this, this area that I want. So mm -hmm. when you're putting money to a house, you're putting it to good debt. You're, you're paying yeah. off an asset long-term that is going to be good for your financial plan. Mm -hmm. And so uh, hopefully by retirement, our goal would be to get you um, properly protected, debt-free, and then financially independent, meaning you have enough money in, in retirement to live your best life. And so uh, our goal would be at retirement to have your home loan paid off. As we work with you, we start by giving you that house, but then we're going to help you learn how to continue to pay that in the most efficient way um, so that you always have good equity um, and, and you can pay it off quickly and efficiently um, as you go in your financial planning mm -hmm. and it, it becomes one of your very best assets. Yeah. So at the very beginning, it is your largest debt though and, and paying attention uh, to the purchase of your largest debt is important. So it's one of the biggest purchases that you do and it's a good purchase for your financial plan. Yeah. Another thing too is um, by eliminating those items, you're, you're saving for a down payment. So say we haven't mm -hmm. bought our house yet. Mm -hmm. The larger your down payment, mm -hmm. the less your payment month mm -hmm. to month could be. Right. So we know from our mortgage episode that there's all kinds of uh, down payment assistance program so that if you yeah. don't have 20% to put down, you can still get into a house. But that also means that your uh, payments are higher, which right. might put you out of your debt to income ratio comfort. <laughs> right. So that's also something that you can talk about being like, okay, um, well, I'm comfortable with this kind of payment, but I need this amount of a house to be able to live comfortably. Like I, I need a three bedroom house. I, I can't live in a two bedroom house with yeah. my family. So that means we might need to save a little bit more money to put yeah. down so that our monthly budget can be comfortable and we can still have that $800 a month in our food or right. whatever it might be that we can live our best life. And we can have, um, we can enjoy the fruits of our labor. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways to make sure that we're getting you into a home yeah. that, that isn't going to make you house poor. Right. Sure you hear that yeah. A lot. yeah. We're going to plan, you know, we have calculators to plan all of that for you as you go down to, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we do the insurance review to save money everywhere. And make sure that you've got a financial plan that's working the very best for yeah. you, that you're in your best, um, the best vehicle and that you are able to purchase the home that you want. And so, yeah, we want to make sure that you get a good interest rate on your home, mm -hmm. um, that you've got a good down payment or a uh, healthy one at least. A healthy one. <laughs> um, yeah. And that you have a pro, you have savings so that as you go into this, your bills will change as you purchase a home. You now have um, added some water bills. If you've been in an apartment, you know, the cost of utilities is probably going to go up. And so uh, we're going to do some future projections. We have a current budget and then we have a, yeah. a projection line to show you what we expect the cost 
to be when you go into this new home. And so, yeah, let's talk about that. Cause yeah. when we do become homeowners, we have additional expenses mm-hmm. that we didn't have when we were yeah. renting. Um, and you mentioned some utility increases so that, mm-hmm. I mean, you have bigger space equals mm-hmm. bigger electricity bill to cool, yeah. especially in Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Um, but we also are going to have to maintain our appliances. We're going right. to have to maintain Repairs. the home itself. So, that's money that you're going to need to budget because we don't know when that air conditioning yeah. unit's going to go mm-hmm. out. Right. Right. So we don't want to just be living paycheck to paycheck and right. not be putting anything away for that. Right. Because when it comes, you're like, Oh, where right. is this money going to come from? Right. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about those kinds of expenses and how once, once we're in the home, mm-hmm. how are we, you know, I thought we just budgeted to buy the house. Now we have to add extra money. What, what, What's the mindset there? What are we going for here? We continue that we have a balanced budget that's working. So we do have, um, you know, we're going to have categories for house repair um, as part of those cash envelopes or those variable expenses that we're talking about. So also car repair. Um, mm-hmm. Those are variable res- expenses that um, we suggest that as you balance your budget and, and increase in get out of debt that we put money to these variable expense categories. We need a house uh, improvement. It's not, it's unrealistic that you're never going to improve your home. You need house repairs. Um, you need HOAs or mm-hmm. things like this. So we have categories uh, for these types of expenses in your monthly budgeting. We have a whole household category of landscapers, pool maintenance. There's, there's things depending on the type of home that you purchase that in the budget we're planning on those every single month. And so it may take, it may change your, that's why we're going to look at the budget monthly because it may change where the dollars are going. When you purchase a home, it may have been doubling down for the down payment. And now we're allocating dollars a little bit differently as we continue to go. We just want to make sure it's balanced. It's within the right ratios mm-hmm. for you. And it's continuing to grow your savings to get you where you need to go. It's not making you house poor, mm-hmm. but it's continuing to grow so that you can, your goal might have been, hey, I'm buying this three bedroom house today because it fits my budget. But my goal is in two years to buy a four bedroom house. And I want to make sure I'm got a budget that's equipping me to do that in just a f- two or three years down the road mm-hmm. um, to upgrade because my, I have a growing family, but I'm going to start here and grow mm-hmm. into that house. And so um, if that's your goal, as long as you have those, again, those established goals and objectives with a financial plan, working on them regularly will help you achieve those goals. It's it's when yeah. we're spending money and it's going um and we really don't have a plan for it. And then yeah. we try to create a plan within a month or two. And we, we want to make a, you know, <laughs> a Hail Mary to make things happen. <laughs> um, and so we want to make sure that, you know, that everyone knows that there's financial help available to get mm-hmm. your goals and objectives handled. Yeah. Um, so I'm hearing a lot of, and I hear this often with a lot of our um, providers that have come in to talk yeah. to us, is being honest about what your goals are 
Um, because yeah, we may want to get into our first home, right? Mm -hmm. But our first home isn't necessarily our forever home, right? Right. Um, we, you've got to start somewhere. You're not going to jump into the, you know, half a million dollar house and you might, I mean, I don't know what your financial situation is, but the six bedroom mansion Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily your first house. Um, you can use the equity that you save throughout living in the smaller house Mm -hmm. to leverage you into, but you still have to stay on plan. And I love the fact that um, we have somebody like Bethany that can help see the holes in our plan. We all like to think, oh, I got it covered. Well, okay. (laughs) But if you've got it covered, why are you um, not reaching the goals that you had already set for yourself? So let's talk to somebody that has um, an objective uh, view of of what a plan is, what, Hey, you haven't thought about childcare expenses. Right. You gotta, you gotta know that daycare is expensive or right. whatever that might be. Um, they, Bethany can see the holes in that plan and help you fill them and hold you accountable month yeah. to month. Um, so I think it's important just to a be honest with somebody like Bethany and B have somebody third party coming in to help you strategize month to month to be able to reach those, not only your short-term goals, but your long-term as well. Cause she's talking about retirement and you know, some of, some of you guys that are listening might be closer to retirement than others. But um, since this is a first time homebuyer podcast, I'm assuming that most of you are on the younger end um, just starting out your adult right. lives. So that's a long-term plan. So let's have somebody in your corner that's helping you reach those goals. Yeah. And we can, we don't, you don't have to be accountable to us every month. It's, it's being accountable to yourself and your financial future. Certainly we can help you if that's one of your goals. If you say, Hey, for the first three months, can you be accountable to Mm -hmm. us? It really is helping you get a financial game plan to win for you. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's that's going to be the spot where if, when you take control of your finances and you have a financial plan that's got savings and a plan for your housing that you control instead of it controlling you, mm-hmm. rent prices are controlling you and you have zero control over the mm-hmm. significant cost of rent that has hit the Arizona market over the last um, 12 months. And so if, and, and I'm not saying that as a as a, something to make people feel bad about, but when you have a financial plan, you know you can control your housing costs with a financial plan that you control. And when you have a budget, you're controlling, and you know you're in charge of. Mm-hmm. Um, you will feel good. <laughs> it's a, it's a good feeling, and it's tiny steps every day. And you will not master it. And I think a lot of people say, hey, I'm all in or I'm all out. And um, it's you have you will have months you blow it all. And so I would tell you it's very similar to dieting. You you cannot um, you will not win that war um, every single month. But you but if you get a plan and a strategy, you'll win it 10 of the 12 months. Mm -hmm. And as you work towards goals and objectives, you will start winning the financial battles and it's taking those steps and getting a financial plan to get the housing you want and not let it control you and you not having, um, you not having control of where you want to live. And so you can have 
those goals, objectives, options in your life. Yeah. Let's talk about that for just a second, because um, I've in the past couple of years since we've been in the Arizona markets, but it's, it's happening all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, rents are going up 200, $300 yeah. a year. People are being forced out of their leases because yeah. landlords can right. <laughs> at the end of your lease raise their rent to market rent unless you're in a rent control. And that's just, just um, that's a different thing, but it's still going to go up. It still can go up. Right. Um, leases do not put you in the driver's seat of right. that, um, of that plan. So a mortgage, however, stays the same for, right. we'll say 30 years because that's a typical mortgage length yeah. stays the same for 30 years. The only variable is your taxes and insurance insurance, which right. is nominal. Um, so when she's saying that in putting it into your plan, having more control over it, that's what a mortgage is. You know, for the next 30 years, if you never move, (laughs) what your housing cost is going to be. Whereas if you were renting that house, you can probably expect it to go up hundred dollars. You say a hundred dollars a year, maybe, um, and going up a hundred dollars a year for 30 years, that's mm-hmm. a lot of money and you've got zero equity in that house right. because you're paying your landlord's mortgage, right. not your own. So that's why we feel like home ownership is such a big advantage. It's not just the American dream. It's just like yes. it's a huge advantage for you as a family, as a human being to be able to to. I think we've said this a lot. It might be the name of the, sh- yeah. the show, <laughs> Living Your Best Life, um, because that way you have control over it. You know yes. what's going to happen. Yeah. And controlling your life and not letting others control you and, and specifically controlling your finance, it's a huge game changer um, mm-hmm. for your life, for mm-hmm. your marriage, uh, for your overall, the way you feel. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an adulting move. I always say it's a, it's a big adulting move, but um, it is something that can change the way you feel about you. And a lot of times, one of the things I just realized that if I could go to school for finance, if I could care a lot about finance, learn a lot about corporate finance and still be somewhat uneducated about personal finance, it's because it's not taught. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't come from a family that that saw a financial advisor, if your parents didn't teach you to see a financial advisor or fi- and go, you know, you go into hair appointments, you went to um, all kinds of different appoint- tax appointments. You might remember that as a child, but you don't necessarily remember anyone teaching you how to budget or mm-hmm. how to how to put a financial game plan together. At least yeah. I didn't, and so yeah. I wasn't taught those things. And so, um, you know, where do you learn it as you go? And so, uh, it's an education thing in the United States. We are very propagated by debt. Like from the time we're 18 years old, you know, get a credit card, go to school. We're so smart. We obtained so much debt at 18, like we, student loans, car payments, credit cards. They just, I, my son just turned 18 and he's being sent a credit card offer daily. And um, he's not smart enough to choose credit mm-hmm. correctly at 18 years old. I'm like, son, you need to throw all of those away. A credit is not good for you in that capacity. Let me teach you how to build proper credit for your life. Mm -hmm. Those credit cards, you should never, ever do those. And he's Mm -hmm. like, really? I said, yeah. And if you ever take out a credit card, you want to use about 10% of the balance that they give you. And that's it. And he said, 
Okay. And then just pay it because the only thing you're looking to do is establish some credit and then get rid of it. <laughs> and he's like, At credit that's good for you are loans. Um, a car loan would be an okay form of credit for you that you pay, but credit cards are daily compounding interest. There's nothing good about them. And he's like, okay, you know, yeah. but he's 18 years old and it looks like free money. It looks like free money. You see him with college. He's, he still doesn't know exactly what he wants to do. And, you know, college loans can range from this to that. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of people obtain a bulk of their debt from 18 to 35 and spend from 35 to 65 trying to pay it off. And so understanding how to get on top of that debt, um, what to do about it. Uh, we work on debt elimination and we take a lot of people to getting their debt paid off mm -hmm. within a 10-year time frame or less that um, are on track to be paying it for years and years. And so um, I really believe that uh, it's not taught. <laughs> that yeah. Financial education is important and it's not taught and it should be taught the same as going to your hairdresser um, and some of those things out there. Um, but you can achieve, achieve the financial goals, get a house of your dreams, uh, trade up, never, never be afraid to start where you where you can start mm -hmm. and then continue to grow in your dreams mm -hmm. um, as your budget allows you to get something better yeah. along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a lots of great, great, great tips. Um, you we could go on. <laughs> I think there's so many, so many ways to um, to budget to to save all of these kind of things. I definitely recommend you calling Bethany and having that free consultation done um, for yourself because you got to know where to start. Um, but we have to end this podcast sometime. <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor and then we'll come back and we'll wrap all of this up. All right. Welcome back. We're going to wrap this up. It's been a pretty long episode, so I'm not going to go through all of the, um, the end of show questions, but you all know my favorite one is the crazy story that you can tell us about your time in the job. So. <laughs> um, the craziest appointment I ever had, you know, I would tell you that we help everybody from someone with with zero dollars to, to people with millions of dollars. And what we know in this industry is that uh, sometimes people with the most amount of money have the most amount of trouble and debt. And so this industry is no, you know, respecter of the amount of income that you make. Mm -hmm. But uh, the funniest story I have would have to definitely not be beat by the one when I showed up and the lady had no shirt on mm. and she still wanted to do the appointment. <laughs> so, Did she come to you yeah. or you came to her? I came to her house because okay. we, we, we are willing to come to someone's home. And uh, I thought sh for sure she's like, hey, come on in. I thought she was going to put on a shirt, but then she didn't. <laughs> so um, I would have a hard time. It was unusual. And I'm 100% straight, but like I would have a hard time. Yeah, for sure. It was unusual. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she wanted everything to want a full financial plan. So came back uh, with my husband and, and that's just how she rolls. And so I asked her to, of course, I had my husband with me. So I asked her to put, so on, twice. put on a shirt twice. She does it. It's just her style. And so <laughs> that is the very, very unusual. Never has happened before. Never happened again. And I so mean, I, I, I don't like clothes. They're irritating. <laughs> but I also would never open the door. 
<laughs> I mean, I, some people have different comfort, comfort levels. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I think that might be the funniest story I've heard on the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm coming to your house, please put a shirt on. <laughs> Bethany seems to be comfortable with that. Let's uh, tell everybody how they can how they can reach you, Bethany. Um, thanks so much. I appreciate being on your show here today <laughs> for having time. us. Um, you can reach me. Uh, our office is located off the 101 in Peoria, or you can call me at six two three. 313-4471 um, or email us directly at alcornmachine at gmail.com. And we're happy to schedule a time for a complimentary review with you. Um, you can always check out our website at www.primerica.com. And thanks so much for having me on your show. We appreciate you in the community and what you do for our clients as well. So uh, we appreciate you, Ashley. Yeah, it's been a blast. Um, she's located in Peoria, which is north, uh, north Phoenix Valley. But mm -hmm. like she says, she's licensed in multiple states. So even if you're not down the street, Give her a call. They're happy to help you yeah. out. Um, mention that you heard them on uh, how to be a homeowner so so that she knows to treat you extra VIP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that she doesn't treat all of her clients mm -hmm. that, but um, it's it's fun to know. Um, it's fun to know where those calls are coming from. So yes. make sure you mention it. And uh, and that's it. All right. For Thanks now. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you all for watching and we will see you next time. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Sunshine Hill Properties is proud to bring you the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. If you have more questions, ask them in the comment section. I will be featuring and answering them in upcoming episodes. If you like the show, leave a review and share it with a friend. Our goal is to help as many people as possible achieve their dreams and your reviews help reach those people. If you are ready to build your bridge to homeownership, reach out to me at sunshinehillproperties.com to make an appointment for a call. No matter where you are in the country or on your journey, I'm ready to get you headed in the right direction with a free consultation. Interested in finding a trusted service provider in your area or partnering with HOA.com as a service professional? Go to HOA.com slash Ashley. Are you an agent? Great. I am growing my team in states across the country. Let's schedule a call to see if we need an agent to cover your area. Visit sunshinehillproperties.com. Want a career in real estate? You're not an agent yet, but you still want a career? That's still wonderful. I'd love to talk to you about training with me or one of my team members. Contact us at, you guessed it, sunshinehillproperties.com. I have to shout out our amazing post-production team. Thank you, Space Dream Productions, for doing every bit of post-production. I truly could not have made this show happen without you. And last but not least, if you don't want to miss a thing, be sure to subscribe to us now on the How to Be a Homeowner podcast.